0: Welcome to the Father's Love Ministries. As you join us, we pray your faith in God
1: grows and that you walk closer with Jesus.
0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Father's Love Ministries. I'm your media host, Tyler Peters, and I'm joined by the president of the Father's Love Ministries, Melissa Ferreira. And Melissa, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well with God's grace, and how are you doing today?
0: Well, I'm glad to hear I'm doing well with God's grace also, Mm -hmm. and it's just so wonderful to join you to be talking about the Heavenly Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. And before we go any farther, we are going to be discussing our topic Mm -hmm. will be unity. And uh, I I believe that the Lord has a word for everyone who is tuning in to Mm -hmm. this very program. But before we go any farther, I think we need to stand in agreement and say a prayer over it. So, Melissa, if you don't mind, would you join me? And yeah. for those who are, t- you know, tuning in, if they want, want to join us as well, uh, feel free, because that's what it's about. We, we find more power with people who come together and that are believers. And that's what also we're going to have a conversation about.
1: Amen. Looking forward to it.
0: OK. Dear Heavenly Father, bring us all together during all of these confusing times that the world would have us believe. It's not of your will. It's not of the Bible. It's not what you taught us. Jesus, help us to be holy. Help us to have a hunger and, and thirst after righteousness and to remain in holiness. Forgive us of our sins for you to pay the ultimate price on a cross called Calvary. And yet you rose again and ascended into glory. Thank you for reminding us of your precious beauty. That is your love, your compassion. And we pray that you just deliver us, that you touch somebody, move upon them as they are watching and listening to this program today. In your precious, blessed name, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Lord. Looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, praise God. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's a powerful thing. Uh, just have to give God praise for what he's going to do. And uh, I'm confident like you are, Melissa. So I'm going to go ahead and read a verse, actually. And it's out of John. It is where Jesus prays for the believers. It is John chapter 17, verse 20. And I'm going to read the verse 21. So I do not pray for these alone but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Verse 21 continues, that they all may be one as you, Father, are me and I and you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. So I wanted to stop there and it helped me ask my questions to direct toward you, uh, Melissa. It's talking about how Jesus prays for us. I think we forget that Sometimes we're, when we're communicating to the heavenly father, he's actually looking out for us already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, That's why it's so vital. So my first question would be, how would you yourself, in other words, encourage someone who feels lonely? I mean, they're just all alone in this world.
1: I, I mean, how would you approach yeah, it? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think all of us face that, you know, in different seasons of our lives. And It's unfortunate because I think it comes back to having a knowledge of who Christ is and that he's present with us day in and day out, season by season. He has promised to never leave us, nor forsake us. Um, The scripture says that, you know, the Holy spirit is a comforter. So when you feel alone, He's there to comfort you and say you're not alone and to remind you that, you know, Jesus is always there with you. Um, it's unfortunate, though, in the Christian world that we have brothers and sisters that go through this um, on a daily basis. And I think it alerts the body of Christ today to be aware of that and not to take it lightly, not to think, well, everyone goes through this. I think we have a role to play. You know, as the scripture says. Oh, Yep, as Jesus and the Father is one, okay, we are also called to be one. That means that when my brother or when my sister in Christ is hurting, I actually address it by doing something that I can do. That could be by checking up on them. Because if we are one, then we should feel the pain that another person is going through. We should never be numb about it. We should never be, you know, silent about it. I think it comes back to understanding that when we communicate with God and the Holy Spirit, he's going to drop words into our hearts. Sometimes he might say this person is going through a hard time or they're going through a season of grief. Um, And then we need to be, you know, um, in tune with the Holy Spirit to say, Lord, this is my brother or this is my sister in Christ. How can I respond to this? in the right way, not in the way I feel. Unity is not about the way you feel because we're not all going to feel like being united sometimes because we're all so different. But, you know, it's not about a feeling. It's about truth. And what is the truth? Well, Jesus prays you and he says his will, his desire is that we are one. And so we go beyond feelings and we start to say, I might not feel like checking up on this person or caring about this person, but because it's the right thing to do, because it's the truthful thing to do, I'm going to go ahead and do what I can to show them that they are not alone. So two things I'm going to say to listeners who feel alone today is one thing is that remember the Holy Spirit is with you. He's your greatest comforter and you are never alone. Even if you feel like the body of Christ is not reaching out to you, You know, this is our goal with this conversation today is to alarm the body of Christ, is to raise awareness that we would not be silent anymore when people are going through things in the body of Christ. We would address it. But if you feel that this situation currently in your life is not being addressed and you feel all alone, number one. Remember the Holy Spirit, it was with you. Number two, go in prayer and trust God to bring you the right people in the body of Christ, which I think all of us should be the right people because this is what we're called to do. Um, You know, Pray that God brings you people to speak to you, to encourage you so that you know that you're not alone. So those are a few things that I would say, and I hope it was broken down in a way that's very understandable to people.
0: It's very understandable. And and you said that so beautifully, Melissa, thank you for uh, mentioning how even as believers, we have to make sure we're rooted Mm -hmm. in the ways of the Lord. We have a strong foundation. There's that parable about how the wise man built his house upon the solid rock. And it wasn't on the sinking sand because Mm -hmm. the weather elements and God was trying to warn that person. And if we're not careful and heed to those type of warnings, Mm -hmm. we're going to find ourselves in a whole heap of trouble, just a mess. Mm -hmm. And we have to make sure we're caring for people, whether believers or non-believers. It's just, I see so much of a trend and I'm so Mm -hmm. glad that you decided to have this kind of conversation because Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people are desiring just a closeness with not only one another, but Jesus Christ. And he prayed for us. That is so Mm -hmm. powerful when that, that resonates. I don't think we we stop and, and just listen, or we, Mm -hmm. we look at a scripture. It's so easy to gloss over it. And there's so much fervence.
1: And I love that you mentioned that. I just wanted to say that, you know, as you were saying that Jesus prayed this prayer. Some people in the body of Christ, unfortunately, have this mentality. It is not possible to be united. It's just we can't be like. Jesus and the Holy Spirit, or specifically in this scripture, Jesus and the Father. But if it was not possible, Jesus would have not prayed about it. He would have not said, as I and the Father are one, we pray that they too will also be one. So I think we need to get out of this impossible mindset and understand that even though we have disagreements, it's okay. Come back and talk about it and be united. Do not hold those disagreements as an excuse as to why you can't be united and in good standing relationships with your brothers and sisters in Christ. I think that is the problem today. We need to understand you have a disagreement, it's not the end of the road. You don't walk away. You come back and you say, How can we fix this? Because we love one another. We're part of the body of Christ. So how can we fix this and still have a great working relationship? Um, because that is part of us being united. So, you know, I just wanted to emphasize it. It is possible today. I just think we need to be more alert about it in the body of Christ.
0: We do need to be aware. Uh, in other words, saying alert. And, and that's the thing, Melissa, is
1: mm-hmm.
0: we all have one common goal in the head you know, the heavenly kingdom part of me. And we need to look at that, Mm reevaluate not only ourselves, but our our mission, our instructions from the heavenly father. So that is just such good stuff. And I'm going to move on to the next question. What does unity speaking of that word mean to you concerning our own Christian movement?
1: Right. So I think we need to come back. So we talk a lot about unity and it's thrown around a lot. Like we generally say like we're united, but are we really united? We need to ask ourselves the question because we talk about, right, our church is united, which is, you know, the church is the body of Christ across the nations. But what does that mean? It means that there's no divide. It doesn't mean there's no disagreements. It just means there's no divide. So if you have a disagreement, you don't call that a divide. So you don't start to say, because I don't agree with you, I'm just never going to talk to you again. I'm just going to walk away and have this bitter spirit about situations. So unity means there's no divide. Unity means we have common ground and we meet on that common ground, which is our faith. Um, So our faith in God holds us together. Um, So it's one thing that we can agree on. And if we do agree on the biblical text um, and our faith in God, then we would start to understand that disagreements should not bring a divide. It just should bring a solution to that disagreement, which then brings us back oh, into sure. unity. Um, so I think that we need to understand in its holistic sense, unity actually means there's no divide. It doesn't mean there's no disagreements, again, because I think people get confused and they mix it up and say, well, unity means there's no disagreements. And so if I disagree with you, well, I'm walking away and, you know, we just we You're have so nothing correct. in common. Um, so I think we need to be really careful to understand the difference between issues, disagreements, and unity. Um, disagreements unit, you know, and issues should never hinder your unity. There's always a way to come back to a common ground. Um, You know? Yeah. I
0: mean, I I think what you're saying too, Melissa is that it's miscommunication.
1: You're right. So right.
0: It does. And and that's what we're seeing. I I think if we study unity Mm -hmm. back in the Bible, it proves symbolic. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's all about how we need to pray and stand together as one, united in agreement and also jesus celebrates relationship over man Mm -hmm. over our rules you know Mm -hmm. and you talked about it It hinders whatever progression we have and too much we're fixated on ideologies and not of the kingdom of the heavenly father and that's where we find ourselves getting in trouble
1: i love that i love that you brought up you know different perspectives we need to stop Focusing on our own perspectives in the world, as in, okay, you're going to have an interest. That's okay, but what unites us? Come back to what the scripture says. I think that's so important. I love that you brought that up. And even miscommunication, my goodness, I think you know we've just got to come back and talk. You know, it's as simple as that. Yeah, come back and talk.
0: I mean, just just say (laughs) hello or at least bye. We, I mean, even the simple things Mm -hmm. can can go a long way. And and it's the same with our relationship with God. If you stop and mm-hmm. wonder, God just wants us wants us all to say hello or at least say bye for now, but come back.
1: Come back. Yeah. Exactly. If you need reflection, go reflect, but come back and meet on common ground. I think a lack Absolutely. of communication causes so many misunderstandings. It's it's just it's very sad.
0: So Melissa, miscommunication, what you were speaking of right then and there. I believe it's as simple as that we're just driving people away as a body of Christ. We're not accepting, but yet it's also fellow Christians who take things the wrong way mm-hmm. and and it's out of hurt. It's out of having a longingness to not want to accept, oh, they're sorry mm-hmm. they've, uh, everything's okay. We, we want to make everything complicated, overthink, overanalyze, because I've done it. I'm speaking as an example from experience. So I think as people that have led churches, no disrespect, not all of them, even if it's just a few, they can be forgiven. But mm-hmm. I think they're the type that have drove people away from Why we do this, why we love Jesus Christ and Jesus is telling them, no, I love you, but Mm -hmm. you're going about it the wrong way. It's the wrong process. And it's as simple as not understanding what the scriptures really Mm -hmm. meant. So, I mean, any response to that?
1: I love that you said that. You see, um, communication is a two-way street. Um, I love how you said sometimes it's not really miscommunication. People just take it the wrong way. Um, People take communication the wrong way. The enemy uses that and twists it. Because he wants to cause a fracture in relationships and friendships in the body of Christ. Because he knows if that happens, there's no form for unity. There's no basis to come back. And if he can say, you know, if the enemy can say to someone, well, this person meant it the opposite of what their intention was, then the enemy knows he's got the upper hand. But we as children of God have to have a discerning spirit by the spirit of God. Because the scripture says that the spirit of God guides us in all truth, not just some truth. So he can reveal to us, look, you took that the wrong way. That person did not mean to say what they said the way you took it. And so that's why it's so important to be united with the Holy Spirit. So I love that you said that it's a two-way street. We need to come back and communicate and have a solution to problems, but we also need to make sure we're not taking things the wrong way. So I need to make sure, Lord, I hope I'm not taking this the wrong way. If I did, I should go back to the Holy Spirit because he knows all truth. And he'll show me. That's the
0: best way. Mm
1: -hmm. I love that, and I think there's so much rich content in just this topic, and we could go on and on. I mean,
0: that's what's so difficult. Mm -hmm. We we better move on. But when the Holy Spirit is moving upon you, Mm -hmm. and you brought this to my attention, Melissa, it just spoke volumes because we've all been there. We've all, you know, dealt with people whether it's family, friends you know, people coming into the faith that are Mm -hmm. new converts and even non-believers. There's always been a similar trait. It all comes down to not understanding the ways of God. And we have to get back to those basics of just reading the scripture, just seeing what the Lord can do for Mm -hmm. each of us. So I'll move on, but I, I wanted to, you know, make sure we we touch upon that a little more. Mm-hmm. And so my next question, can you elaborate on God's glory as it relates to spiritual harmony? Harmony correlates with unity.
1: Yep. So I think Jesus gives us a beautiful description with the passage you were reading in John chapter 17. As he goes on to say, you know, he prays that we would be one with him and the Father because the Father and Jesus are one. He goes on to give a reason, like why. Wh- what's the benefit of this? And I love how you brought up, you know, God's glory. Right. Well, he goes on to say the reason this is important is that the world will begin to know that the father sent Jesus to the world. So, you know, God's glory comes down. Revelation comes down to the unbeliever. When they start to see what's different about these Christians, why are they united? Why do they love one another? There's something different there. And so they begin to have this revelation from the Holy Spirit, I believe, and from God that actually the father sent Jesus because he loved the world. So Jesus gives us this beautiful illustration about why he prays this prayer. It's so that the world will believe that, you know, that God sent his son Jesus to the world. And so we need to start thinking when we're lacking unity, we're actually almost hindering unbelievers from seeing the essence of the gospel. And yeah, and we're beginning to pretty much say, this is what Christianity is like. We're putting it on a platter and saying, well, we have disagreements and if we do, we just, We just hate on each other, or we just don't talk to each other, or we just have these bad mindsets. But Jesus, where's the solution? "Mm -hmm, You're right. And Jesus just said exactly what you said. You know, he wants to reveal his glory to people. And I love that you mentioned that. It's just amazing because it correlates with the scripture that we spoke about. Jesus says the reason you need to be united, and glory to God. Yeah, is that you just need to understand that people need to know that the Father sent Jesus because there's no other way to the Father except through Christ. And so we're not illustrating that. I think we need to go back in prayer and say, God, open my eyes, open my eyes, so I can be united. And I don't think it's just picking people you want to be united with. It's not like I'm united with this guy because he's my friend, or I'm united with this girl because she's my friend. Or it's not I'm how united it works at all. In a building, because, you know, that's the congregation I meet with. Um, No, no, no. We need to be united amongst nations. That's what God is calling us to do, is to be united in spirit. There's so much rich content in just this yeah, topic.
0: Just how countries can come together, cultures. Mm-hmm. But it's for one purpose, and that's yeah, right. to praise and worship mm-hmm. and honor, glorify. We could say all the words, adore yeah. him. Yeah. as we we praise him in song and, and worship the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. I just feel the Holy Spirit when you were talking it was uh, it, it is revealing things and Melissa too individually you spoke about it and collectively our world needs more of Jesus yet mm-hmm. we do everybody a disservice by not spreading the truth which is the gospel to our society. Just think if believers and non-believers, just as mm-hmm. you were speaking about, understood that definition. And if we understood it a lot of the mm-hmm. times, let's be real. Yeah. We misunderstand the definitions. We right. don't get the meetings. But if mm-hmm. we just ask God, it yeah. goes back to Lord, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's what I was waiting for you to exactly to say. Yeah. come into my presence. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to reiterate that. So number four. Can you share the differences in the relationship with Jesus over the religious hypocrisy that turns others away from him? It all relates to what we're discussing.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, being a hypocrite to begin with is saying something that we ourselves don't practice. Um, So just so people understand that if there's new listeners in that, we're saying something that we just don't do. Now, I think another part of that is um, being aware that being a hypocrite, I think, as well, is part of putting burdens on people that are not scriptural. Um, So telling them things like you need to do this traditionally or that traditionally to be accepted by Christ. Um, What we need to go back to is the essence of the scriptures and we need to speak that. But I think before we speak it, we're all a work in progress, but we need to live that out. So if we're not careful to separate tradition um, from scripture and what Christ came to give us, which is freedom through him and, you know, through his grace and through faith in Christ, we're saved and and we progressively, um, we're washed away from the old person and we progressively become this new creation that God's created us to be. um, Then we put burdens on people, telling them there's a list of things you need to do according to tradition, um, and that's just not biblical. Um, So we need to be very careful with that, um, because I think like we were talking about the word hypocrite, it is saying something you're not doing. But also I think it involves adding to scripture what's not written in scripture. Um, So it's a very back to the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. You're right. Exactly. So I think we need to be very careful with that because we don't want to add to um, a lack of unity. We want to add to unity. But the only way we're going to be able to fulfill that is by going back to the scriptures. I just believe there's no other way, Tyler. Like, I, I just, I'm, I'm saddened because. I, th- I think it's a great answer, though, mm-hmm.
0: because that's the problem. Are we taking care of burdens or are we creating them? You're right. And I think that's what you're speaking about. And I, I can feel that in the Holy Ghost. That's what's so. Powerful and, and it really captivates all of us. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. And what John was talking about,
1: how and, Jesus communicated,
0: um, mm-hmm. pray, but go ahead. I, I don't mean to interrupt. These no. things are just—it's amazing. They're—it's mm-hmm. like you. They're just coming out as we're yeah. speaking. That's what I love about implying the scripture as well. I think there is power there.
1: Yeah, I love what you mentioned. Um, like you know, we were talking about burdens. It's—it's it's also about understanding that. We're not a quick fix. We're a work in progress. We wash away the old person progressively. Um, So, you know, sometimes the enemy can use, um, you know, use scripture even to twist it to a point where it puts burdens on people where they start to think, well, I'm not meeting God's standards. It's not about meeting a particular standard in being perfect but we are a work in progress. So I don't want people to misunderstand oh, that so correct. because I think you need to, to thank God that you, like I wasn't where I used to be. So I've made progress. So I think that's where we need to come Praise back um, to it. Instead of, you know, saying, well, you're not at this point, you're not at, you know, B point or C point, well, you're making progress. And that's all that matters really. You to Christ. Are, and, and
0: that's the main thing. And mm-hmm. what you brought up, is just so appropriate and, and so true a lot of times we think we got to live up to these standards mm-hmm. when God's saying, no, sure. You need to live right. You need mm-hmm. to follow my, my ways and read my word and follow mm-hmm. those instructions. But a lot of times don't follow yeah. what mankind mm-hmm. lays in front of you. That's where we're becoming more of the world and not mm-hmm. of him and his glory. So thank you for bringing that up because that enlightened me as a fellow believer. That's what's so encouraging. We're uplifting each other in the faith that, and it's, It's having the domino effect in a positive way for those who don't believe.
1: Amen. I believe that.
0: So, yeah, I'm going to move on to the next Mm. question. And churches get these misconceptions, and and there goes that word again, (laughs) regarding the Lord's love. So it, it really goes back to miscommunication, misconception.
1: Yeah, definitely. Look, I think we need to go back to understanding that God's love is holistic, um, which means it it has so many components. Um, it's not just him caring about our physical well-being, oh, but our spiritual well-being. Um, he cares about our mental health. He cares about, you know, our direction in life. He cares about whether you're hungry, whether you're thirsty, spiritually and physically. Um, I think we get a bit mixed up and we start to say, well, if I don't feel like loving this person, I'm not going to love them. Because love has become a feeling, unfortunately, um, in today's world. And not
0: the emotion. Right. A lot of people confuse it for a feeling, but unless there's some death there, you're Mm -hmm.
1: in trouble. You're right. You know, our feelings are so fickle, which means they just change from time to time. You can't trust them. I'm not saying it's bad to have emotions. They teach us what we feel, but it shouldn't go to an extreme where we're disobeying God's commandments based on feelings. Where influencing
0: us that much. And I didn't mean to cut you off, Mm -hmm. but just uh, you know, going by what you were saying there, it's just, we got to make sure we're not letting that dictate our walk with God.
1: Absolutely. I think that's so important because you know what? I don't want, like, I believe this is God's heart actually, is that we come back and we say, I might not feel like, um, you know, loving a person today, but that's not what love is. I mean, do you, do, you, do we think that Jesus felt like loving us when he went to that cross? He was under a lot of agony, a lot of pain, and sometimes love. A lot of uh,
0: brutality mm-hmm. because you think about, I don't think people, I know I've taken it for granted. When you go and really search up the history of the stripes he had to Mm -hmm. take on his back, that was for healing. And and we are to be battle tested. I think it goes back to also not only physically, but spiritually. You said it's a mentality. We got to be battle tested against our own flesh and principalities that goes along with his death Mm -hmm. and why it was important when he rose again, why he was born into this world. People don't realize the, the son of God actually walked among us. And yep. that is a beautiful thing.
1: And doesn't that teach us just, you know, that love isn't a feeling. Sometimes you have to sacrifice. You need to go through some pain. Um, You need to, you know, cu- you know what I mean? Because people yeah, you got to go through
0: your trials, your challenges. Exactly.
1: People think love is cozy and I'm going to love this person, um, you know, in the congregation or in the body of Christ if they're like this or if they're like that or if. No, we need to come back in unity and love one another and say, you know, love isn't a feeling. Love is a commandment. It goes beyond feelings. Jesus said, you know, love the Lord your God, but also love your neighbor as yourself. And so we need to understand that it's not a feeling, and that is the um, misconception that I think people have today. It's a feeling. It's not. Sorry, guys, to break it to No, I'm to glad
0: you brought it up. It is a commandment. It's mm-hmm. what Moses was instructed by God, and uh, we have to remember that. Yeah, it's not just what we feel like doing. God told mm-hmm. us we are to love one another. Even if they hurt us, we are to forgive them or they have to mm-hmm. forgive us that's what opens up the avenues to how we can better ourselves Mm -hmm. within uh, his spirit and, and get closer and tuned to the Holy spirit. So, you know, this has been a wonderful conversation and we got one final thing that you, you talked to me about Melissa, and I'm going to ask you this, Melissa, tell us more about the word that you received from the Lord and what he placed inside your heart. I think people need to hear it. So please share with us what that was.
1: Yeah, thank you, Tyler. Look, I think oh, unity welcome. is so unity is so important. It's not something that it's not a playground. Um, it's something very serious. If we are to see, you know, the move of God and non-believers coming into the kingdom of God, they need to see us being united. Um, I think that's even behind the scenes. We need to treat people with respect. Even if no one's watching, God's watching. And we want to be able to um, not just say we're united, but actually live that out. I do want to work on it. Yeah, I want to read from 1 Corinthians 12, verse 26. It says, and if one member suffers, talking about the body of Christ here, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. So here, you know, the scripture is talking about the members of the body of Christ. If one member is in pain, we all come together and we try our best to be able to support that person, right? So we can't be here knowing our brother or our sister in Christ is going through a hard time and we're just separated and having a good time, you know, a jolly time forgetting that person. This isn't what scripture says. It says if one member is hurting you know, going through something, in other words, you know, suffers, then we all are impacted by it. And so what do we do in, in response to that? The scripture teaches us to do something about, you know, what we're aware of. We can't um, close a blind eye um, to these situations. I think it's so, so no, important. We can't. And two things that the Lord just showed me this topic is very important. I think there's so much rich content we can talk about, but this is just the beginning, guys. Stay tuned and I there'll know be, there, more gonna be more. There's going to be more
0: because when the Lord speaks, that's the difference, Mel. And I'll let you continue.
1: Yeah, you're right. When the Lord speaks, you want to obey him. And um, these are two things that I felt the Lord just wanted to reveal in specific. If you don't, well, I hope and pray you remember what we spoke about here. But there's two things that I feel are very important to understand about unity. How okay, how Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one and how Jesus and the Father are one. Okay, they love each other, right? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Correct. They're one. Um, so one of the things we need to learn is that if we love one another, we're automatically going to want to be united in the midst of disagreements. The fact is if you don't love your brother and sister, I know this has been very straightforward, but it's scriptural and it's fact. If we don't love them, we're just not going to want to be motivated to be united. We're just going to close the door and say, well, I can't be bothered. I just yeah, don't it, want to do it. You it's know, It's not going to help us. Yeah, so we need to come back if we're finding ourselves in situations like that where we just can't be bothered. We need to go back in prayer and say, God, is there something I need to evaluate where I just don't care about this other person in the body of Christ or where I just don't want to be united with them and then come back and, you know, show them love and care and speak through your miscommunication or whatever you're going through. Um, Because I think if you love, you're automatically going to want to say, let's sort this situation out. Let's come back in unity. The other thing I wanted to talk about is love means you speak truth. Right. So it just means that I think we can't establish unity if we actually hide the truth. Um, so if we hide the truth, That's good. it's just going to cause confusion. You're going to confuse your brother. You're going to confuse your sister in Christ. And I'm sorry, but unity is not about confusion. It's about clarity because where there's unity, there's the light of God. There's the clarity of God. There's no confusion. And so I just want to encourage us today, if you're having an issue with a brother or a sister in Christ, or if you have been disrespectful or you have not Um, communicated or you had misunderstandings or miscommunication I just encourage you to take that stance and actually speak about your issues reveal truth because when you reveal truth I believe that there is a like a place for unity we come back to that place for unity if you hide it then I'm sorry but there's no place for unity but with this being said I just wanted to say people also need to remember unity is a two-way street. So you can do your best to make peace with your brother or your sister in Christ, but if they don't actually receive that peace, it's not your fault. Don't beat yourself down for it Um, because the scripture just tells us, you know, be at peace as much as possible. So you need to do your best to be at peace. But if another person doesn't want to be at peace, doesn't want to sort issues out, doesn't want to communicate, doesn't want to listen to you, it's not your fault. You just need to, you know, be at peace knowing God loves you. Um, He's for you. He's not against you. And you need to be at peace knowing you did your very best. You did your very best to make peace. And um, I think that we pray that all all of our brothers and sisters in Christ, including myself, all of us come to that place.
0: Yeah, um, that we were, we're together.
1: Yeah, you're right. And so I think it's a two-way street. I just don't want people to misunderstand and go away from this session thinking, what if this person doesn't want to make peace with me and I'm trying my best? Well, don't stress. Um, you know, there's a way that you can sort it out. God knows you did your best. And I think the only person that can make a difference in that person's life is the person of the Holy Spirit, can convict them and tell them, Well, you know, so and so has tried to make peace with you. Why haven't you agreed? Why haven't you come to that place of unity? Um, yeah, so I think
0: that's where they're going to find their strength.
1: Exactly. So we can't control other people, but we can control the way we respond through them Um, because it's a very complex matter. As you can see, me and Tyler, it's, mm -hmm. it's got
0: a lot of complexities. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank you for sharing what the Lord was speaking to you and placing on your heart, Melissa, because here's the deal. Mm -hmm. We all go through these uh, worldly changes that are not always heavenly. yeah, And that's what messes us up. And that's why we find bitterness so much easier. Mm -hmm. We get depressed. We we battle our own minds because we're not clearing everything out. Mm-hmm. I love how you brought up the word clarity, and that's what we we need more of, and that's what people I think want, but mm-hmm. they're just afraid they they've they've went through that hurt that pain. So I, I yeah. don't mean to take away. I, I'm just trying to add. No, to, I love and, that. And Making an understanding too mm-hmm. because. It, it helps, I know, yeah, both of us as definitely. well as everybody, whether you're saved or not saved. Mm-hmm. This is for you, uh, and God has got a message. Remember, this world may not love you, but mm-hmm. there is a God and his people yeah. that showed us that same love mm-hmm. that do care for you. Just remember, I, I think we all need a, a friendly reminder. that. Yeah, that- I
1: think we do. And you know what? I love telling people that I care about them. I think it's important. It's not something weird to do. It's something that we need to do read scripture. And, you know, it yeah. talks a lot about this as well. And, you know, it's okay to tell people you care about them. I think it's important. It it's makes okay them feel encouraged. The exactly. It's okay to say you love them because it's important. I think it's a very important part of, um, you know, speaking in truth as, you know, love is not just actions. It's also speaking in truth. Um So, yeah, there's a lot that we can cover here. Really, really uh, feel the Holy Spirit.
0: There's so much. I I do, too. I feel God speaking to to each of us and everyone.
1: And uh, one last thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, this illustration came up when you were talking, actually. Um, We need to think of love and truth working together and that you can't separate truth, separate truth from love or love from truth. It needs Um, to be a team. It needs to be a team. Exactly. You know, what love does is what truth does. What truth does is what love does. So, and
0: that's where you find hope and peace. Exactly. All of it follows.
1: And, you know. Th- that
0: is so true.
1: Yeah. Just think of Jesus. If he came and he said, okay, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Let's just say he didn't give you part B of that scripture. He just said, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So that is half truth, but not full truth, right? But Jesus loved us so much that he gave us the scriptures to say, I'm going to tell you everything that you need to know to be able to live this Christian walk um, and to flourish in your walk with Christ. But why do we as Christians today think that it's okay to say, I love you, but I'm not going to tell you full truth? You know what I mean? So we need to walk the walk of what the scriptures say. You know, we
0: got to walk the walk and talk the talk. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm your media host, Tyler Peters. And I've been joined by the president of the Father's Love Ministries, Melissa Ferreira. So, Melissa, this has been a wonderful episode talking about unity. It's actually titled Session. Mm -hmm. about unit it's Mm -hmm. uh some tremendous episodes so you want to close this out in prayer
1: yeah definitely if you guys would love to unite with us in prayer with the holy spirit we'd love you to just close your eyes and let the lord speak to you and let's come together and pray that god moves through this session father in heaven we just thank you father in heaven for your goodness for your mercy For your love, for your kindness, Father, that you are so faithful from generation to generation. We're so grateful for this opportunity to come together, Lord, in your name, the most powerful name, the name of Jesus. And we're so grateful. That we can just learn about unity, but also that we could apply what we've learned into our lives so that we can see the body of Christ in nations coming together and understanding yeah, agree, the essence of this word unity, but also what it takes for us to be united with you, Father, and the Holy Spirit, and what it means to keep your commandments, and also, Lord, what it means to be united with our brothers and our yeah, sisters in Christ. Thank you, Father, for the strength that you give us, the ability that. your Holy Spirit gives us to walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh, Lord. And so I pray for strength upon every listener to know that they are loved, that, God, you are for them. You're not against them. And that in those times where they just feel so weak, God, you are their strength and you're able to just mount them up on wings like eagles, God, and you are able to just strengthen those hearts that just feel so alone. And I pray we as the body of Christ would do better at loving people, better at being there for people, better at encouraging people, Lord, convict our hearts, put a burden in our hearts for unity so that we can see that the world would begin to know, Father, that you truly sent your son Jesus into this world to save us from our sins and to bring us back into reconciliation with our Father in heaven. Lord, we love you. We give you the glory and we ask these requests in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining The Father's Love Ministries. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for
0: more videos about the Christian faith. Join our Instagram at The Father's Love Ministries, and to learn more about us, visit our website at www.thefathersloveministries.org.